we're in a brand new series for this month, as you can tell by the title. <laughs> I thought it was going to be really corny. I think it is. I think it really is corny. I was telling myself over and over, I'm like, it's not going to be corny. It's not going to be corny. It's a great one. But then I was like, eh. I almost went with, I was going to do this where I was called, I was going to call it the Christmas playlist. And I was going to preach for two weeks about two really popular Christmas songs. I was going to preach on that. That's even more corny than the Grinch in me. So I was like, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a stay with this flow because I really liked the uh, the title and the idea. And then the graphic was, graphics, I, it's not our best graphic, but you've, we've seen other better graphics. But um. The Grinch in Me. This was a series that that came in last second because I think I think a lot of us. Well, everyone, who's seen the original live action Grinch film? Jim Carrey. Who's seen the cartoon one? Listen, I think the new the cartoon one is kind of garbage. I know people like it. It's a cartoon one. It's the new one, Alex. New one. So so I I'm not the biggest fan of the film. I saw it and I was like. Uh, it's not as good as Jim Carrey's Grinch. It really isn't. But, but what I want to, what I want to talk about for the next two weeks is something that we all have. This might shock you, but each and every one of you has this. No <laughs> TV. I have a television in my bedroom. I watch, I watch TV every night. I play Xbox. So, so. Each and every one of us in here, y'all listen up. This is very, very important. I want y'all to pay attention. Each and every one of you has a Grinch within you. Now, it's sad. It's it's hard to, it's like, bro, why you got to call me out like that, first off? Second off, you don't even know me. You're right. I don't know you. I don't know all your stuff. Some of y'all, I, don't, I, barely, I barely know a pinch probably of your life that you tell people, right? All of us have a place where we don't tell everyone about who we are. But I can tell you right now, from what I've experienced and biblically what I've seen and the stuff that I've learned in my own life is that everybody has a Grinch within them. I have a Grinch within me. So I'm going to talk about myself tonight. That sounds really selfish. I literally thought that was the word in my head. It sounds really selfish. But um, but one of the biggest things about, you know, the Grinch, because because nobody nobody likes the Grinch within them. Nobody nobody likes it. I know people that love it and in, and like engulf themselves. Like they love doing bad stuff, and I have sympathy for those people. I do. I have a, I have a warm heart towards those people. But but the the people that I I have a hard time talking with, especially especially when it comes to counseling. It's not just y'all. I counsel other people. Where it comes to the part where it's like they hate what they're doing. But they know that it's not good for them, but but they hate it, but they still did it. And I thought, you know, because I have a Grinch within me. My Grinch is cynical. So I'm thinking, oh, you hypocrite, why you, why you keep doing it? But a lot of people, especially when they're doing it, they're not doing it just because they want to. Some people do it because it's normal. Y'all pay attention, stop talking. It's normal. It's normal to people. The Grinch within you is normal to you. And what I want to talk about for the next two weeks is about the Grinch in you, the Grinch in me. Like I said, I'm not going to make this a self-indulging message. It's not about me, but it's about, I'm not talking about the the Grinch person you, you hear or talk to. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about your relationship. Oh man, she a Grinch. No, I'm not talking about your relationships. I'm not talking about your parents. I'm not talking about anybody else 
but you in this room. Every single one of you in here, each individual has a Grinch within them. Now you're probably thinking, oh man, he's going he's gonna to fuss at me. I got a Grinch in me and I don't want him to fuss at me. I'm not fussing at you. What I want you to understand is that the reality, I like, I like the Grinch within me. I don't, I'm not saying I love it. I'm not like one of those people that indulge in the Grinch within me type thing. But one of the things about the Grinch within me is that it keeps me humble to understand that I don't have everything together. It helps me understand that I don't have an idea of, I can't do it by myself. I can't do it on my own. And that's where it comes from. I think the Grinch within us kind of gives us this reality of, listen, I can't, I can't do this on my own. If I think I have it all together, then that's ridiculous because nobody has it all together. In all honesty, nobody has it all together. So for week one, I want to talk about a phrase that, like I just said, some people love the Grinch within them. But for week one, I want to talk about how we, how I hate the Grinch. I hate it. There's been a lot of times in my life where, you know, the Grinch in me has taken over and has done some things through me that I'm like, I don't like this. I'm not just talking about stuff you shouldn't be doing. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about everything that is not healthy or satisfactory, whatever you call it, for you to be letting the Grinch within you have the steering wheel. A lot of times when we let the Grinch take the wheel, we will create decisions out of impulse. We'll create decisions out of just, like I said in the feeling series, feeling like doing it. Or it's just a part of me because it's a part of you. That Grinch part of you that you don't like or to some people you don't show everybody, that's in you. We have to accept the fact because people get this wrong. We think, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't have that anymore. Well, you must be blind to what you do because a lot of us have a Grinch within us. A lot of us do. Everyone in here does it. And you're probably thinking, no, not everyone does it. Well, a lot of other people have a better, have a better idea of hiding it than other people. A lot of people do that. It's a lot easier to just hide it rather than talk it out. Also, you have the other side. People who don't have a filter when it comes to their Grinch. They don't have a filter. So you have two sides of the party. Both have the same thing. It might not be the same stuff, but it's the same thing. I'm not talking about Grinch of like, oh, don't, don't, don't smoke weed. Don't, don't drink and don't do this and don't do that. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about your habits. I'm talking about your dysfunctions that you do, the toxic stuff that you do that you don't think that you're doing, but you're doing it. That's the Grinch in you. That's the Grinch in you. The Grinch in me, I don't like it. I've already said that. I don't like it. I'm appreciative of it because it shows me that I need God, right? I need the Lord. But at the same time, I'm not the biggest fan of it. And a lot of people aren't. But I want to show you this that the Lord gave me a revelation of is that the Grinch in you and the Spirit of God that also lives within you, they live in you at the same time. They both live in the same house. The parts of you that you don't like, the parts that you're insecure about, the parts that, that you don't tell everybody else, is living in the same household as the Spirit of God. And the reason why I tell you this is because, because people have an expectation of what a Christian should look like, right? 
We all have an expectation about what walk we need to walk for other people, not us. We have an expectation on other people, but we don't have an expectation on ourselves. And so what happens is, is that when we see people doing something that we don't agree with, we point their flaws out for our own walk. Because guess what? If you don't like that, that's not of you. You don't need to worry about it. But because we see it through our own walk, we think we need to walk other people, walk out their salvation for them. Rather than us doing our thing and doing what we're supposed to be doing. The grins within us does that. That's your natural nature. Just to take a break from you and see somebody else is dealing with something. That's, that's you taking a break, a vacation from you. That's what it is. The Grinch in me has a lot of cynical thoughts. I'm talking about me now. It has a lot of cynical thoughts. There's a lot of insecurity. The Grinch in me has a lot of insecurity. A lot of the Grinch in me has a lot of expectations, yet so much disappointment at the same time. Because I've been disappointed by not just people, but things that I've seen in my life. And at the same time, I have these high expectations for certain things that I know I'll never reach. But it's just like, maybe maybe one day. Maybe one day. The Grinch in you has this expectation, but also has all these disappointments. The crazy part is that both live in you. And it sounds crazy. It's like, no, when I got saved, I was purchased by the blood and I was good forever. Well, no, you still have a nature. You still have what I call Grinch in you. That's still there. That obviously, actually the Bible does say he who says he's without sin is not, does not know the truth. So this means if you're saying you are not without the Grinch within you, you're lying to yourself. Because everyone in here has dysfunctions. Everyone in here has those things. And I know I'm coming at you. I'm getting in your macaroni and cheese. I'm sorry. I apologize, but, but I want you to get this because everyone has a Grinch within them. And I think we don't explain this as much because preachers like to say, you know, this, this, and that, and you're perfect. And I get it, pulling people out of, of drought, pulling people out of depression, you know, positively bringing them up. I believe in that. But at the same time, if you don't come to the reality that you have one, you'll never, you'll never change. People say you got to hate it, but I've learned nowadays to accept the fact, and I think accepting the fact helps you change. Hating it, you know how someone says hate something until it's until you don't like it anymore? Like, you got to hate your weight, so you need to work out, so you got to hate it, hate it, hate it. I tried that, and that barely got me anywhere because I knew hating it, it was just because, example, and I've said this before, when you don't like someone, I'm not going to say hate because that's a very strong word, I said it twice, but... When you strongly don't like someone, do you really want to talk to them? Do you really want to have a conversation with someone that drives your nerves? No, absolutely not. It's the reality of a human being. It's, it, there's no question to it. But there's accepting the fact, not accepting it for what it is, but accepting the fact that it's there. If I don't accept the fact that I'm not perfect, then God can't work through me. God can't use me because God uses imperfect things to do his perfect calling. But if I don't accept that, if I don't accept the Grinch within me, because some people will think, because listen, listen, this is how blind you might be to your Grinch. You might think what you do is normal. 
You do stuff completely normal. This is my daily life. To somebody else, you're crazy. Some people think that what you do is, is, is preposterous to theirs because it's two different lifestyles. It's two different standards. It's two different perspectives. So we need to learn, and I'm going I'm to nip this in the bud. We need to learn to give empathy to someone that we've never experienced the same thing that they've experienced. There's a lot of people out there that have never experienced a trial like someone has before, and they tell them, trust God, bro. Trust God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. I don't need what I already know. I need someone to hear. I need someone to talk to. I need someone to hear what I'm going through. I'm trusting God. I'm doing perfectly fine right there. But there's still a part of me that needs someone to walk me through it. Because you can't change me. You can't just give me. I know the solution. I know that. That's why we need to stop being so ignorant and putting our expectations on people that are experiencing something that we've never experienced to begin with. You've never experienced, some of us in here have never experienced divorced parents. Some of us have not. Some of us have never experienced loss before. Some of us in here have not experienced these types of things. And then when we go up to people, we tell them, hey, you, you, you're going to be okay, bro. And we try to, because here's what we do. We think we need to say something. So we put filler in to say something. And then it's, and then it doesn't work because we feel like we need to help. We feel like we need to fix, but sometimes fixing doesn't fix. Sitting there with them while they cry and they weep. That is what we need to do. But the Grinch Genesis is like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to tell them they got to trust God. They're being overdramatic. This is what they're doing. No. What we need to learn is that when someone else has a different experience, we have to empathize. We have to walk with them rather than think, oh, they're, oh, no, 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 they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't, I, I can't believe they could be stuck on something like that. Well, have you? Have you? No. So you don't understand what someone's going through because you've never experienced it to begin with. And this is where we have to learn how Christ did it. Christ knew, listen, Christ knew that woman was in an act of adultery, yet he never stoned her. He never did it. And Jesus has never committed adultery in his life. He was a sinless human being. Yet he still saw empathy and he said, I forgive you, go and sin no more. That was her redemptive part. That was her part where it's like, this man gave me a second chance. And I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. And he didn't even know what I was going through, but yet he saw me for who I was. That's who God is. He relates. He's never gone through it, but he's related to everyone in this room. It could be the littlest of things. It could be an addiction or it can be, I don't know, something else. Whatever is the lightest thing you can think of. Something that's not a big deal to you is something to someone else. You get the picture. This is where we learn that the Grinch in us wants to help, yet at the same time, we've never experienced it. Well, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. Well, obviously you don't because you've never gone through it. So we need to learn to help. We need to learn to not just help, but, but have a presence. A presence. When, God, when you're in God's presence, Sometimes you're not going to hear him saying, hey, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to fix that, I'm going to fix that. I don't hear that in God's presence. I don't hear that all the time. 
That's not the heart of God. The heart of God is to sit where you are, sit where you are crying at, sitting where you feel the darkest in your moments, sitting where you're sitting. And his, just his presence, it's not his words a lot of the time. Sometimes it's just his presence. That's why it's called his presence. Literally, his presence. You sit there with it. So you can't, oh, they're, they're, they, they, I don't sin like them or, no, 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 no. Pull yourself back. Give yourself a perspective and stop putting it on other people and focus on what you can do for them, not what you can say to them. This is what you have to do. But the Grinch Genesis is just like, I need to fix it. I need to fix this problem. So you hate the Grinch, yet God and the Grinch live within you at the same time, simultaneously. It could be anything, man. It could be anything. And people don't understand this because it's like, well, no, no, no. I've always thought you got to, once you get in Christ, you're just, you're just clean out. And you're clean. But we forget that we live in a fallen world. We live in a place where there's sin all over the place. And we forget that we still have it. We still have that within us. Yet, yet God still, it amazes me how God was still able to enter my heart while I was still, while I still have this, whatever it is. Whatever it is, even though I still have it, he still just did it. I never understand that because most of our life we're taught, hey, if you love me, you're going to not, you're going to stop doing that. Oh, if you love me, you're going to stop doing this and stop doing that. You're going to change yourself. Well, the way God looks at it is that God is willing to accept you and not just change you in the moment, but walk you through whatever you are walking through. That's what is called working out your salvation. That's why it's called working those things out because if you work those things out with God, that's where true freedom comes from. Accepting the fact, continuing to walk forward with him and then start to change. You will, you will never be the best you until you reach Christ. You will never be the best you. I know that sounds really, really demoting, but I want you to understand something that that. God has accepted you where you were. God has accepted you in that moment. There was one phrase, because I was really struggling with, I should be better at this by now. I should have overcome this by now. And I was struggling, feeling behind. And the Lord spoke to me and he was saying, I got you where I need you to be. I've got you where you, you, you exactly, you're exactly where you need to be. That's the power of what God has, is he's understanding that he's giving me the space to grow. Even though there's a Grinch within me, he's given me time to grow. I want to read this passage, and I want to give my, my two little mini points, and then we'll be done tonight. 1 John 4, 7 through 11. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he first loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. I want to emphasize verse 10 for a second. That phrase that I wasn't accepted into the kingdom of God because I loved God. It's powerful because it's, 
Because everything that we do, even if we're the best person that we can be, will never measure. But because of God's love, listen, God, God doesn't just love us. Love is who he is. Love is his identity. That's a part of God. He doesn't just love just to love. He does it because it's who he is. It's his character. And he'll never change it. So the times that you didn't choose him, he still loved you. The times that you fell away, he still loved you. Even in the moments where you deliberately just did not care anymore, he was still waiting for you. He was still waiting. Some of you are doing it right now, and he's waiting for you right now. He's waiting. You've walked away, but he's waiting. He's sitting right here with his arms open in order for you to walk through. Once you give him the go, then he's able to grab you and take you in. God, while I was still a Grinch, God saw me. God saw me. God saw the Grinch within me, and he still like, and you know yourself, you know the parts of you that are, that are out of the box. You know parts of you, if you showed other people, they would look at you completely different. Yet God still chose and revealed himself to you. He still did it. Even if you didn't, he did. God's love will always overthrow the Grinch within me. That's my first point. The love of God, God's love, fights the Grinch in me. He still cares. But my other question, now we're going to throw a little bit of accountability, is that, yes, we, we know, I know I'm loved by God, but at the same time, loving others is also a responsibility. That's also a responsibility. One of the biggest things, if you look at, the, at verse 8, Verse 8 says, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God gives you space, if, especially if it's, if it's someone, it's like, trust me, trust me. I'm not speaking because I'm a higher human being. I'm not. I'm speaking from a human standpoint. It's very difficult to love people that are very hard to be with. It's very hard. It's very tough. It's hard to live with people that do not care. It's hard to love people that do not give a, a, a junk about you or anything about you. It's hard, especially if you've had relationships with them or whatever. It's hard. It's tough. But the place you need to be in is in a healing place to know that even though that's happened, even though that's been done, God still wants me to love them in some type of way, in some type of way. I'm not saying to push down boundaries and just let them do whatever they want. I'm not talking about that. You throw walls up. You do what you got to do. But one of the biggest things we, we do is we knock everything out. We knock everything off the window. We knock every single, we don't even love them anymore. We, we, we despise this human being. And I understand because I've done it multiple times where I've despised someone that did something so bad towards me. But the thing is, is that you should obviously be more careful, but your love for them, I pray, is there, still there. God wants us to love others. It's a responsibility, but at the same time, God gives us space to process that. 
It's hard to love hard people, tough people. And like I said, if we're honest, we all struggle at times with this Grinch inside of us. It's our responsibility, but but I want you to understand this. And this is my last point. Embrace God's love for you and extend it to others. My question to you, and I hope this hits deep because I want you to get this. I want I want this I want you to really question yourself about this. Is it hard for you to love other people because you don't know that God loves you? I'm not saying that you know. I'm talking about do you really believe it? Because if it's hard for you to love others, I can tell that it's hard for you to believe that the perfect God out there loves you. It's tough. I'm not just saying it to be corny. I'm being serious. You, It's hard for you to love other people because you have a hard time believing that God loves you. That how can he love someone like me? Some of us beat ourselves to a pulp. And I get it because I do that. Some of us beat ourselves to a to an exact pulp because we know what we should be doing, but we don't feel like doing it. So we go to this thing that we shouldn't be doing. And I'm and I beat myself up about it, and I don't like it, and I don't think God loves me anymore. We think, we think the latest thing we've, mistake we've done, it's pushed God far enough. It's pushed God all the way towards the window, towards the door. But one of the beautiful things about it, y'all, like I said, he's not far. Whatever you've done, God is not all the way over there. He's still waiting. He's He sees you and he's waiting. I've said this before. When I become a dad, one of the biggest things I would hate for my son or my daughter to have is that if they make a mistake, my biggest heartbreak was that they wouldn't come to me about it. My biggest heartbreak would be they, they can't be honest with me. Not because I want to, I'm not going to shun them for what they've done, but they need help and they don't ask me for it. God is the same way. God sees where your mistakes were and you're afraid to go to him and it breaks his heart because he wants to hear you. He's a God. And maybe religions maybe change your mind. Maybe there's a lot of religions out there that has taught you if you don't like, like, What's the phrase? God helps those who help themselves. That is the worst phrase I have ever heard in my life. It's the worst phrase. Because a lot of times, God helps those who can't. God helps those who can't get up. God helps those who can't make it through the next door or the next wall because they're too tired of it. They're too engulfed in it. So God's willing to get close. No, Jacob, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've what what I, what I've seen, what I've what I've had to experience. None. Listen, I'm not downplaying what you've been through, but to God, none of that matters. What you've done, God doesn't care. All He cares about, all He cares about, is you go, going to that door. Yeah, but I got a grinch with him. No, 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 no. God still, while we were yet still sinners, Christ died. That shows me that even though I've made mistakes, even though I have a cynical mindset, even though I beat myself up, God's waiting for the right opportunity to be like, come on, 
Come on. It's time to come back. It's time to see me again. This is the God we serve. I don't know what you've heard. I don't know what you've learned. But I hope I break that mindset off of you. I hope the Lord breaks that mindset off of you. Because he's not someone that's far away. The Bible says he is close to those who are broken in heart and who are crushed in spirit. He's close. But you have to understand. He fights. He, his love, once you experience his love, you will be able to love other people. Isn't it? I don't know if y'all have gotten this before. I love it. When you're in a tough season or a tough situation, and in the right moment, someone texts you something encouraging or gives you a phone call that's encouraging. If you haven't experienced that, I pray that you do. Because something about in the nick of time, and it might not be that. It might be something you've read. It might have been something that you've heard. That God used it in the right moment when you were in the toughest moment of your season. You got that revelation of that truth that you needed in that time. And it was like, Lord, you knew what I needed. You knew what I needed in this moment. And you gave it to me. Thank you. You gave it to me. God is not far. Even though you're not as glad of the Grinch within you. God's gracious. And he's hopeful. And he is faithful even when we aren't. That's the power. Well, no, I gotta, I gotta be faithful. I gotta, I gotta, he, you should be. Yes, I understand your motive, but, but to understand that you can't reach that gives me peace. Understanding that I can't reach a certain perfect level in order for God to love me, that's the best thing ever. That's the one of the greatest gifts God's given us is understanding that even though I don't reach my level or reach my point, God still, God still loved me. Maybe you don't understand God's love for you. And that's why you can't love others. I want you to understand tonight. I want that truth to sink down in your heart. I want that truth to help you understand that even though you have a grinch within you, God still loves you. God still wants to dwell within you. God still wants to use you and use you for his purpose. He does not care. Am I saying to keep going on doing it? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that he's willing to, to give you grace to move forward, to keep going even though you have a Grinch within you. So that means if you hate the Grinch within you, learn to accept the fact and then let God do what he has to do. With every head bowed and every eye closed. This is a big moment for you. To the people in here who have felt Maybe, maybe you've been feeling unloved and that's from people and you think that's what God's like. This must be how God is. If, if his image is the people, if that's his image, then they, he must not like me. God's character is not to hate. God despises a few things in his word. He does. He's not the biggest fan of certain things that, that I, I agree with. God hates division. God hates, hates 
one of, I think another thing that God really hates is that he hates it when his child is in peril. When his people are in peril. When, he, when you are drowning in something that's so dark that you don't call out for his name. He doesn't like it. It breaks his heart that you don't call upon him. I want you to accept the fact that you have that in you. I've had to accept it. I'm telling y'all, accepting that I have a Grinch in me has given me more freedom than hating it because it gives God space to do what he has to do. Not accepting that it needs to stay there. You will get better in that eventually, but in this moment, you need to learn to not hate it. You need to learn to not hate it. all distractions I know there's a moment I know some people are feeling you might be feeling distracted you might be feeling distracted I rebuke that because this is your moment with God God is opening his arms it's every day but I believe also in this moment God's opening his arms to give you his love for you to understand it so that you can love other people have a Grinch in you, but God still wants you. If that's you, I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but I want you to take this moment. I want you to personally get with God right now and say, Lord, give me the truth. Not just tell me, but help me to experience your love for me. Let him know. Lord, I have felt like you've hated me. I have felt like you have not liked me for a very long time. And I need, I need you to help me understand that you do. I need a sign or something. Cry out to him. He's listening. He's listening. It's between you and God. Lord, my heart's open. My heart's open to receive your love. My heart's open to receive what you have for me. Lord, I thought I had to take out the Grinch in order for you to love me. But that's not the case. Lord, I thank you for your free salvation. That all I got to do is believe in accepting Christ and walk with you. I don't have to do anything to deserve your love. You already gave it to us. Father, I pray that truth becomes rooted in every single person in this room. To every person in this room. Because you love every single one. Every single one in this room. Lord, we thank you for this word. Lord, we pray that we accept the fact that we have this thing within us, Lord. But we need to understand that you are able to walk us through it. That you're able to walk us through these times, Lord. That even though we're not perfect, Lord, you will walk through us to where we will be sanctified in you. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for this message. That you have given us the revelation of. Even though I still have these habits, even though I've, I've struggled with a lot of these things, Lord, you still want to enter within my house, within my place, within my walls. You want me thank you for this and I honor you Lord for your word that you gave not
not just to everyone else, but Lord, to me. Thank you, Lord, for this word you have given me. Because, Lord, I beat, I beat myself up sometimes. I lie to myself sometimes. But I know that your word that you speak over us and me stands. It speaks. We honor you. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We, we praise you for this. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.